Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Today, Pastor J.D. shares that the most important thing about someone is whether they are lost or saved. Unfortunately, though, social media makes it so easy to believe the lie that other things hold more value than a person's eternal destiny. That's why you need to cling to the truth and stand firm against deception and division. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 2nd, 2022. The media has this same exact problem where their business model, by and large, is that they're selling our attention to advertisers. And the Internet is just a new, even more efficient way to do that. Okay. It's at this juncture that it gets, how do I say it, Uh, very disturbing (laughs) and profoundly prophetic as it relates to what's now happening, and specific to what we're told are conspiracy theories. So if you'll kindly allow me to, I'll expound on this. By way of a preface, everything we've just seen and everything we're about to see point to one end, which should, in large measure, explain everything. And by everything I mean, media and social media explains why it is that the global population was and still is so deceived by the lie, the narrative, chiefly concerning COVID. What follows is arguably the most compelling preponderance of evidence proving said conspiracy theories are conspiracy facts. I saw something the other day that said, when are we going to start calling conspiracy theories spoiler alerts? I'll just let the Holy Spirit take that from there. That's good. By the way, uh, the CIA coined conspiracy theories. I want to talk about that more in a moment. So again, Listen to these quotes in their own words. I'll begin with a quote from Rene DiResta, Stanford Internet Observatory Research Manager and Data for Democracy, 
former head of policy, quote, I am still not 100% sure how this originally came about, but as the groups got bigger on Facebook, Facebook's recommendation engine started suggesting to regular users that they join groups. So, if a user was, for example, anti-vaccine, or believed in chemtrails, which by the way is geoengineering, and I don't need to go into the whole anti-vaccine thing. So she says, for example, if a user was anti-vaccine or believed in chemtrails or had indicated to Facebook's algorithms in some way that they were prone to belief in conspiracy theories, the social network's own recommendation engine is voluntarily serving this up to people. It's not that highly motivated propagandists have existed before. It's that the platforms make it possible to spread, listen, manipulative narratives with phenomenal ease and without very much money. Perfect. That quote about they're not seeing the same information. Do you know why that is? The algorithms in your newsfeed on that social media platform that you're on, they're only feeding you based on your choices. In fact, uh, social media knows you better than you know yourself. And they, they study your habits. And, and when you click on something, by the way, don't click on anything recommended because, oh, the algorithms are like, yes, he did it. He clicked on it. All right, break out the champagne. It worked. We got him. And they do got you. You click on that, and then you keep going and going and going, and dopamine and dopamine and dopamine. Next thing you know, two hours are gone. I know this is going to be convicting, but hey, I'm just, I'm convicted with you. So please, I wonder, and maybe the Holy Spirit needs to search all of our hearts, We'll spend two hours on social media. How much time do we spend in the Word of God? It worked. See, they want your attention. They want you. They want your life. And they'll stop at nothing. And here we've given our lives to the Lord. We are not our own. We are purchased with a price. Well, in the interest of time, I'm going to just quickly share some final quotes from this documentary, quoting, It's a tool of persuasion. It may be the greatest thing ever created. Now, imagine what that means in the hands of a dictator or an authoritarian. This is what I mean by the prophetic role of social media. This is the Antichrist's dream. There has never been a tool as effective as Facebook. Quote, some of the most troubling implications of governments and other bad actors weaponizing social media. 
is that it has led to real offline harm. What we're seeing with COVID is just an extreme version of what's happening across our information ecosystem. Social media amplifies exponential gossip and exponential hearsay to the point, listen to this, that we don't know what's true, no matter what issue we care about. Algorithms and manipulative politicians are becoming so expert at learning how to trigger us, getting so good at creating as if it were reality and confusing us into believing those lies. It's as though we have less and less control over who we are and what we believe. Imagine a world where no one believes anything true. Everyone believes the government's lying to them. Everything is a conspiracy theory. I shouldn't trust anyone. I hate the other side. That's where all of this is heading, by the way. Uh, Four months back in June when I turned the TVs off, all of a sudden I started noticing a a very profound change in my personality, my temperament. I I wasn't so angry anymore because I used to yell at my TV. I'm happier. I'm not angry anymore. I'm not upset and agitated because I'm not triggered. And sometimes I think it's subliminal too. Even in the ads, especially the ads, even on mute, (laughs) because you can still see their face. Okay, that's all I'm going to share about my own struggles. (laughs) Lord knows my heart. Trigger. Get you to rile up, to rise up, fight, 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 fight. Hate, hate, hate. This is probably just as good of a time as any, and I hope you don't again tire of me saying this, but you know Satan's got you when you start dividing between Republicans and Democrats, left and right, liberal and conservative, right and left. Now, uh, wow, Satan's sure done a number on you. And and you're angry at them? And you're even posting on social media about them, calling them names. And again, my question to you is, how do you expect to win someone to Christ, or even share Christ with someone, after you've just posted something like that? We're going to get more into that in 1 Peter. Listen, the only thing that's going to matter is whether or not that person is lost or saved. That's the only thing that matters. And Satan has been met with smashing success getting Christians to become angry, full of hate, towards those who disagree with their political view. Huh. Give me a moment. So what you're telling me that 
because they don't agree with you. And by, and by the way, I'm just curious, you'll forgive me, I must have missed the memo on that one. When did we ever come to the place where we expected the world to behave like they've been regenerated by the Holy Spirit? You're angry at them. How about you pray for them? Because Jesus loves them, and Jesus died for them. Well, I'm sorry I got a little bit derailed there, but quoting, I hate the other side. That's where all of this is heading. I would beg to differ. It's already there. Still quoting. We in the tech industry have created the tools, listen to this, to destabilize and erode the fabric of society in every country, all at once, everywhere. Wow. It's about making two sides who couldn't hear each other anymore, who didn't want to hear each other anymore, who didn't trust each other anymore, if we don't agree on what is true or that there is such a thing as truth, we're toast. How do you like your toast? We're already toast. Still quoting, this is the problem beneath other problems, because if we can't agree on what's true, then we can't navigate out of any of our problems. And then he asks this question lastly, and I want you to listen very carefully. Is this the last generation of people that are going to know what it was like before this illusion took place? Wow, that's Second Thessalonians too. Well, let's talk just briefly about conspiracy theories. Uh, Conspiracies are evil plots where people are conspiring. An evil plan, an evil conspiracy. For those interested, the update on October 18th, back in 2020, was an in-depth look at the prophetic significance of quote-unquote conspiracy theories. In it, we looked at how Satan is conspiring against mankind with his evil plan to destroy mankind in the end as a sign of the end. Thankfully, as the prophet Isaiah prophesied about a conspiracy to destroy Jerusalem, like them then, we are not to fear now. This is Isaiah 8, beginning in verse 11. This is what the Lord says to me, with His strong hand upon me, warning me not to follow the way of this people. Do not call conspiracy everything this people calls a conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear, and do not dread it. The Lord Almighty is the one you are to regard as holy. He is the one you are to fear. He is the one you are to dread. Is there a conspiracy? You better believe it. Is it evil? Absolutely. Is this conspiracy to destroy? It absolutely is. 
And we're told in Bible prophecy that this is exactly what would happen. Here's the bottom line. This is all meant for evil. It's an evil conspiracy, but God means it for good in order to bring about the salvation of many this day. This is why we do these updates. This is why we end with the gospel. This is why we end with a simple childlike explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation. What's the gospel? Good news. (laughs) Your debt has been paid. You're free to go. What debt? Well, Jesus paid it. When Jesus was crucified and buried and rose again on the third day, paying in full for all of my sins, going to His death in my stead. And He rose again on the third day, defeating death. And it's even gooder news, (laughs) because He rose on the third day, and He's coming back again one day. Good news. That's the gospel. 1 Corinthians 15, the first four verses. What are the ABCs? It's just a, a simple way to share the gospel with someone. It's not the only way but it's very simple, childlike simple. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you're a sinner. It has to start there, because otherwise, why would you be interested in the Savior? If you think you're a good person, why would you be interested in the Savior? There's sin, iniquity, and transgression, and all of them have been paid for in full. I don't have the time to get into the delineation of those. But Jesus came as a Savior for the sinner. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why, for all have sinned and fall short, miss the mark of the glory of God. We all fall short of God's perfect standard of righteousness. Sin is actually an archery term. You try, but you miss the bullseye. You fall short. You sin. Romans 6.23 sort of packages the bad news first, which there's merit to that, by the way, with the good news. So what's the bad news? Well, there's a penalty for your sin. The wages of sin is death. What's the penalty? Well, it's the death penalty. (laughs) That's the bad news. You ready for the good news? I absolutely am ready for the good news. What's the good news? Well, uh, Jesus came and said, I'll die for you. I'll pay your penalty for you your death penalty instead of you, and offer you this gift that I purchased and paid for in full. I offer you this gift, good news, of eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a gift that we receive. You don't pay for it, He paid for it. If you try to pay for it, it's not a gift, it's a purchase. No, He purchased us. And He gives to us this gift for the receiving. What's the gift? Eternal life. That's, listen, that's a good deal. Wait, let me see if I got this straight. So you're telling me that I've been sentenced to death, and you're also telling me that Jesus died for me because of His love for me, and He's going to gift me eternal life that He purchased when He died for me? Where do I sign? 
You don't have to sign. He already did. In His blood. It is finished. Good news. The B is very central. It's for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe would not perish, but have everlasting life. And lastly, the C is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And Romans ten thirteen lastly seals the deal. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I want to make no assumptions. That's why you're here. Today is the day of salvation. And the Lord led you. It's not an accident. The Lord led you to this for such a time as this. He's brought you to the end of yourself, where you'll call out to Him, call upon Him, believe in Him, put your trust in Him. Well, today's But God testimony comes from someone wishing to remain anonymous, as I think you'll see. She writes, let me tell you my But God testimony. I had been feeling very weary like most of us and had gone into a deep depression. I kept crying out to God to please give me His strength to keep going, but I must say I felt like I couldn't go on anymore. I was contemplating to commit suicide today. I begged God last night and I specifically said, please divinely intervene because I don't want to do this. Lo and behold, my grandson woke up not feeling well, and I needed to watch him today. He was fine yesterday. (laughs) I cried out to him, thanking him for his grace and kindness, the joy I felt knowing he heard my prayer. I had tears streaming down my face because he loves us so much, and he most certainly does care. In a world whose love has grown cold, His hasn't. I just wanted to share because I know so many feel they can't go on much longer. We have to call on Him for His strength because we can't do it on our own. I pray for you, Pastor, and for your joy and strength in Jesus to continue. We have to keep our eyes fixed on Him. Ah, Maranatha. Praise the Lord. Thank you for your patience today. I know it was voluminous in terms of the content, but I pray that you're encouraged in the Lord. And if you don't know the Lord, I pray that today you will call upon the name of the Lord and that today would be the day of your salvation. We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn 
about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth. <laughs>